Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. I am... Therefore, I am. I think, therefore, I am Till. Ah, yeah, that's the one. Thank you. RWD is our podcast where we argue, <laughs> debate, and scream into that void. Oh, God, what? About various aspects of D&D 5th Edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Do you ever think about that? I think, therefore, I am. No. Has like a ontological uh, phrase. No. Um, Would you ever dress up for a and d game? Nope. No? You wouldn't dress up as a character? Nope. I might bring a prop. We've already talked about this. I know. I'm just... We haven't talked about dressing up. I'm not going to wear a silly hat or put on elf ears... Or work, put a cloak on. I think it's. I think it's fun every once in a while. I want to wear the clothes I'm wearing already. <laughs> okay, fine. Exact opposite. Would you ever go nude for a D and D game? Then there you go. Who am I playing with? Uh, dealer's choice. Yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> it depends on who I'm playing with. Just flipping through. Yeah, because I'm playing with you guys now. Oh, I was hoping you were going to be celebrity yes. game going on. Then yes. Who's in your celebrity game? Are am I talking celebrity D and D people or like celebrity celebrities? Uh just because there could be plenty of closet nerds out there, let's say any celebrity is on the live or dead or just in general. Uh, got to be alive. Got to be able to roll. Damn it! No Robin Williams. Nope. Well, Stephen King. Stephen obviously. King. Okay. I feel like that's a no-brainer. See, I actually disagree wholeheartedly. I think he'd make a great DM, but a terrible player. Well, I would make him be the DM. Oh well, then if that's an option, then yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. okay. I didn't know that was now, an option. He would be the same character over and over again if he was a player. But as a DM, I think he could really I think he could really do a great job. Uh so that's one. I'm I think I feel like I've I've had this. We've had this chat. And uh, now I'm up against a roadblock. I also now that I'm now I'm thinking about my top and I'm like I know we've had this conversation because I'm about to say the same people. Say them. So, well no, the only reason that I can think about it. So obviously you know, I'd love to play some D&D with Trent Reznor. I think he'd be a great edgy character. No, because all of his character names would be stupid as fuck. Or brilliant. Um, Balthazar. Yeah. Nova. Yeah, hey. I Lazarus. Play, I played a Lazarus, so don't be shitting on the name Lazarus. You didn't name your child Lazarus. It's just a name, baby. It's just a name. No, it's a baby um, with a name. Uh, I definitely would want to play with Mercer and Regal. Uh, I would want to play with any, with probably Larry David or Jerry Seinfeld or Julia Louis Dreyfus. Interesting. Any of the people from Seinfeld. Interesting. Top ten. Okay. They're great. I can see that. And obviously, comedians and actors make great D and D players. That's the thing. I, I I'm trying to think of like a funny person for the. I think Sam's probably gonna be my funny person. Sam Regal. Yeah. See, I that's why I just I went with you know Larry David or Seinfeld. It could be great. Yeah, but I'm not a huge fan of theirs. So okay, who? What's a comedian? You're that's what I'm thinking. Fan? Like I, I don't know. Like I can't have Gene Wilder. I'd love to play with Gene Wilder. He's dead. I know. God, that'd be great. Um, what's his name? Uh, he voiced he voiced Spider Ham in the multiverse. 
Who did that? Who actually you say that? John now that I'm thinking about it. What? Who? John Mulaney. No. What? No. But I would like to have Nick Cage in my game. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. That, that would be a good time. I'd love to see what Trent Reznor does with Nick Cage and vice versa. But now here, I know we said they have to be alive, so it's not alive, you know, not from any, any like, you know, not from a, a long time ago. But if you could have a Nicolas Cage from any era of Nicolas Cage, what would it be? I'm glad you asked this question. <laughs> we almost got into it in our group chat, but I currently love crazy Nick Cage. So think um, Mandy, Color Out of Space, any of his new movies where he's just literally fucking insane. I am loving this new age Nick Cage. New age Nick Cage. Yes. Like so you're so you're you're not saying. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. I love Con Face Air. Off. I love Con Face Air. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, but that's sixty seconds. No. No, I want legitimately insane Nick Cage. Um, Hell Rider or what's it called? What? what no, not Ghost Rider. God, Ghost no. Rider. No, God, no. Um, Adaptation. No, <laughs> no. Um, but I, th- I feel like it all started uh, um, back when he did the movie, uh, the remake of uh, a movie they shouldn't have remade, Bangkok Dangerous, where he was just a quiet assassin that never spoke. I loved the it. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh God. National Treasure. See that? Oh, that would actually be good, Nick Cage. If I could have that character in a D and D game, yeah, talking I, um, about all the puzzles and riddles, he'd kill him. I take back my comedian. I have the perfect okay. comedian who's okay. already a D and D player. Okay, go ahead, Stephen Colbert. You know, I, I would enjoy. I feel like he would be a little actually too reserved in game. Did, did you watch him play with Matt? Yeah, I thought it was. I, I mean, he was spoon fed everything. Well, it was a one-on-one, right? But he was in it. Yeah. He like he loved it. He enjoyed it. And you want the person you're playing with to enjoy the yes, game. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. So I think I you know, I take maybe not Larry David, maybe I'm going with Stephen Colbert. Instead. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Especially out of all the late all the late night hosts, he would be my late night host that I'd bring into the fold. Yeah, I'm trying to branch out from just white guys though, now that I'm thinking about it. Because I picked a lot of white guys. And yeah. I feel like I need some diversity, not just uh, just other. I feel uh, like voices. I'm just I, like very literally. Um, I cannot for the life of me. And, and I, I don't think this is a good thing. I just can't for the life of me. Remember a time I've played D&D with. Someone a that non white person. Yeah, that's something that you. I everybody should should actively try and, and break down i agree and i've right? i've gone and i've played at random tables online and in person before and just it just hasn't happened it's very easy to play in your bubble very 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 mm-hmm. easy yeah especially because it's people you've known for a long time right yeah but i i find that um the just white guys by virtue of who's kind of like I'm putting air quotes. You can't see it. Who's like owned the game for the longest, make up the largest population of mm-hmm. the players. Right. Uh, and you, it's not like you want to just go out there in the world and say, Hey, I'm looking for group. I want to be the white guy. Yeah. Like you don't want to do that. You don't want to say that, but you kind of need to say that. Um, well, you can go on r slash LFG, right. Looking for group. And you can, you see people posting, 
hey, I'm looking to join a, um, you know, queer whatever game, mm-hmm. right? Like or like a minority friendly game or whatever. Like they people are looking for those games, but it's hard to be. It's I would and maybe this is just me, you know, being pathetic. I feel like it's cringier, more awkward, harder, whatever to say. Oh, I'm the white guy. I want to play amongst people who aren't white than it is to say. Listen, I'm not white. I don't want to play a bunch of a bunch a bunch of white supremacists. Yes, yeah, I agree right? with that. Because there's already RPG horror story after RPG horror story of some fucking sweaty ass white guy trying to you know execute his rape fantasy. He's like, no, elves have to be racist. Like those horrible things already exist. Yes. So I totally understand why people who aren't white guys don't want to play with us. Mm-hmm. I I would not blame a single person. If I started a game looking for players, somebody contacts me and they're like, are you white? I'm like, yeah, like, I don't want to play with you. Like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I really do. What, what was the kid from uh, Role Models? Uh, what did he always say? You white, you Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I feel like um, it's, it's something that players should at the very least, just be aware of like the bubble that you play in Mm -hmm. and maybe make some effort to reach out and break out of that. You know, if you don't have women or people of other genders in your game, try to invite those people. If you don't have, you know, people, if you have all straight people, like make sure that you're open to allowing those players to enjoy the game with you. Also try starting that when you're younger because oh, yeah. when you're older, you stop meeting people in general and therefore have a harder time bringing new people into a group. Yeah, I don't know what our average, our median age is for this show, but just pro tip from us to you, it's so hard to make new friends. Yeah, it's just awkward. It's really, really painful. Yeah. I uh, I tried making new friends with a coworker. Mm-hmm. My wife and I went out with, went out with her and her wife. Seemed fine. Went great. Everybody got along. But it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't want to put in the effort of like going to their place and having dinner. <laughs> no one in their 30s, 40s, 50s beyond is looking for a new best friend. Right. At least at most you're gonna become acquaintances. Well, my wife and I are two of our closest friends, the two guys who are at our wedding, that 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 couple, we met them when we were 21 right and that's like the latest (laughs) that you can really do it post-college it's hard yes so that's it that's just a thing from us to you people find your D &D groups now while you're young while you can while you can i just mentioned this in their chat the other day i was uh i was asked to dm a work campaign hasn't happened yet hasn't gone anywhere but that's obviously a way to meet new people mm-hmm. is do it with your, your work or your school group or whatever, your book club, whatever you're already doing. Introduce D&D to that. Obviously, I am friendly with the random group of people that I met one fateful Monday. Uh, you know, and I played, I've been playing D&D with them for years now. The place that we actually met the first time playing random D&D with random people is now closed. So... Yeah. Are you friends with them, though? Um, I would say yes, but not like 
to the same extent that I am with my other D&D group. Obviously, I've known them for three years. I've known you guys for 23 years. So, Yeah, I've known me for 23 years. I'm, I'm doing the average of everyone in the group. Oh, yeah, because you and Dan have known each other since childhood. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, my fantasy D&D group would ideally include not just white people. Anthony if Mackie. Did, if we did like, I feel like he'd be a good time. Who? Anthony Mackie. Falcon. Oh yeah, no, I disagree. I don't think he's a good actor. I I enjoy. He, see, okay, I don't think he's a great actor, but he was actually a lot of fun at his panel at Comic Con a couple years back when I saw him. Well, I mean, ooh, I want to play with Bruce Campbell. From yep. The yep. from the. Bruce Evil Campbell, Dead? Evil Dead, yep. Uh, Burn Notice, bunch of shows. We just rewatched Luther, mm-hmm. and Idris Elba is just amazing in every way. Oh, ooh, can we want to play D anD D with him? I would because he's handsome. There it is. Joey's a DJ. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that EDM perfect? DJ? I don't remember what his name is. That could be his character name. He could be a bard. It'd be wonderful. I mean, there's some obvious ones you could play with, like Vin Diesel and those people. Was yeah, they already, already did it. it wasn't, what about The Rock? I feel like I'd be too intimidated to play with him. Wouldn't that be awesome? No. That could be awesome. Part of me also wants to just play with Laura Bailey because well, you want to play with Laura Bailey. Just be in her general glow, I think, is the, op- the objective. I know. It, she's so talented. And she's fun D and D player. Yep. Right? Yep. Even though you hate all of her character choices, you that give... doesn't make her not a fun D and D. You know, like she. I just recently finished The Last of Us and The Last of Us Two, and she was the, the voice actor of the Abby character in The Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. And you just you you like you forget that someone's doing the voice because she's very talented. I do like to think about, though, um, when people are recording voice acting for games, having to stand in the studio and record all the grunting mm-hmm. from, like, being hit by an enemy. <laughs> so, yeah, I've done – I haven't done any, like, formal training, but I've, like, looked into it. And, yeah, you'll just sit there, and they'll give you – they'll say, okay, give me five different grunts. You know, you'll have to go, yeah. ooh, ah, 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 <laughs> And then they'll be like, like, okay, those those – the first and the sixth one weren't that good. Try again. Or like a, you know, do panting because you're running or screaming because you're being bitten, you know. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah, That would be the, probably the worst part about voice acting. Yeah. But I think I think actors make, obviously. Oh, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Nope. Yep. Nope, no interest. Bill Nye the science guy. Yep, I'll take Bill. Seth MacFarlane. Oh, that sounds bad. Damn it. Seth MacFarlane would be a great Ooh. TV player. Ooh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he would. Or even the South Park guys, Trey and Matt yeah, Stone. I feel like they would make it about themselves. I don't know. They, yeah. So is Seth MacFarlane, let's be honest. I don't. I think Seth would be actually a great team player. Have you ever watched Why? The Orville? I uh, did not, no. He does a great, He like he's obviously the main guy in it, but he does a great job like giving other people the light in that show, and I think he would do the same thing in a D&D campaign. Hugh Laurie? Well, I mean, yeah. Stephen Fry or Hugh Laurie, but you can't have both. It's too easy. What? 
Can't have That's both. That's bullshit. Can't have both. Ricky Gervais? No, I hate Ricky Gervais. I love Ricky Gervais so much. I feel like we got way off topic real fast. What is the topic? <laughs> exactly. I feel like the topic is just who do we want to play D&D with? Yeah. Yeah, I That's feel pretty like much the topic, right? I feel like this has been going on for a while. <laughs> I played I've we've all played D&D with wives and girlfriends, right? So you could it's good to find somebody who wants to play D&D with you. There was that one time that I invited everybody to play with their spouses and significant others. And that was That was did not go well. That did not go well. There was just too many Too many, too many people. Too many people who didn't know what they were doing, too many people in general. Yeah, there was what 10 people playing, I, I think. I think there was 10 people. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, don't do that. No. But find people who want to play with you, right? There's a I've said this before on the show, but there's a saying online that no D&D is better than bad D&D. Meaning, if you are playing, not yeah. having fun, or it's awkward, or whatever, that that's ruining the experience for you. And not playing the game and just waiting to find a group that you like is better. Do you agree? Uh, I agree. I don't like the saying because it doesn't have the same double meaning as the classic no news is good news. Yeah. Um, because I don't like the idea that uh, there, because it kind of sounds like there is nothing better than bad D&D. I'm like, that's not right. But yes, I agree that I would rather not play D&D than play bad D&D. Because you hear story after story of people like, oh, I joined a group and I made it very clear that I didn't want to role play seduction. And first thing that happens is the rogue's trying to seduce a barmaid. I'm like, okay, we're, you know, make a persuasion check. Okay, great. She's friendly towards you. No, stop being creepy. Nope. And the person just gets up and leaves. Like, you don't want that. Mm -hmm. And it's important that everybody that you're playing with, even if it's my celebrity D&D game with uh, Robin Williams included, his ghost, everybody knows where I'm at, where, where the page we're on. R. Lee Aramie. I thought you. I thought that's who came to mind when you said Army Hammer the other day. Oh God! Don't start with Army Hammer news. We can't have Army Hammer in our game. No. (laughs) Talk talk about the fantasies and the bad D and D. Woo! Yeah, you definitely can't have Army Hammer in your game. You can't have like. uh, You can't. Who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? What's her name? You can't have her. Oh. You can't even have J.K. Rowling because she's a turf. God damn it! Um. Stephanie Meyer. No, uh, she wrote. She wrote Twilight. Twilight. Fuck. You can have her. She's fair game. I'd rather have Anne Rice. Who she wrote? Um, Vampire Chronicles. Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather have Anne Rice run a game of Vampire the Masquerade for me than anything in the world. That would be interesting. Holy shit! That'd be a great time. Or you know, actually, who would be the best DM? Go. Mel Brooks. Ooh, ooh! I would like a Mel Brooks game, right? But it'd just it'd be funny. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to take it seriously. I started watching Blazing Saddles recently. How can you start? You say start like you didn't finish. I've never watched it before. It's I so I don't have, you know, I don't have any historical context aside from what I've heard. It's practically unwatchable. Well, I think we can end the show right now. I don't, I don't really have a need to continue. I mean, I knew we were going to talk about things that you hate and I like and vice versa, but that's just yeah. going too far, sir. It's practically unwatchable. It's so... You're just so incredibly wrong. Like, 
it's 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 so in its own time right it does not exist in any era near 2020 2021 yeah and that i i it's it's almost impossible to put your your mind in the mind of what was that 70 something yeah like 74 75 something like that yeah i i i didn't finish i stopped well 1974 yep and i i know i'm missing something i know i am i'm not denying that but it's practically unwatchable well, you can politely go fuck yourself i can do that this is a situation where there's good and bad and this is a good one sir oh oh i see your opinion <laughs> has changed okay uh we will take a short break here and maybe we'll come back with something to actually talk about okay hi we're back i mean like young frankenstein's great i don't think we should continue this conversation sir um uh if you don't if you don't like blazing saddles we have nothing to discuss further on this topic His son, Max Brooks, pretty good writer. You like Max Brooks. I do. I don't think we need to continue this. Zombie Survival Guide, World War Z. I think we move on now, sir. I'm I'm cross with you. <laughs> cross. Well, we're supposed to turn this into a podcast where I talk about things that I hate and you like. Yes, I know. It's gone too far. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that would be the line. That That 100% is the line. I thought it would be like me saying, I don't know, Underworld is overrated. No, it's not that good a movie, but I mean, Kate Beckinsale's hot, so what's the matter? Or like, Kate Beckinsale's not that hot. Well, I mean, you're just patently wrong in every way, so it doesn't really matter. Kate Beckinsale dating what's-his-name for Saturday Night Live made her less appealing. Completely and utterly agree on that front. (laughs) What's his name? Um, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. She went from 100 to a 99. I'll give you that. Okay. You're not going to put her in your fantasy D&D game? I would be too intimidated. I, I wouldn't be able to focus. Anne Rice DMing Vampire the Masquerade, Kate Beckinsale, you, and whoever else. I mean, I'd have to... Oh, okay. I'm going to edit that part out. I'm going to... That's just... That's nope. just too exciting. It's too exciting. right there. <laughs> All right. We're, I do have a, we do have a topic. We do. I mentioned it previously before that I am working on a mechanic loosely based in the cinematic world of one Miyazaki of uh, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, Castle in the Sky, House Moving Castle, those movies, right? Brilliant. We're all familiar with these Brilliant things. Brilliant animation. Hayao Miyazaki. He's also animated films that aren't crazy fictional, like um, As the Wind Rises, things like that. Because I was watching... Nausicaa of the, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind recently. Have you seen this? I've not. <gasps> okay. Great movie. It's one of the earlier ones. And the whole premise is that the world, much of the world has been sort of taken over by toxic fung, toxic spores. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's enormous mushroom forests full of toxic spores huge shitness bugs dragonflies giant deserts between those and the survivable part of the world's like that's just kind of that's kind of where they live uh and at the same time 
there are these kingdoms that are warring with each other over what to do about these things. Like, should we go and try to destroy all the bugs in the forest or whatever? And part of that in that story, the, the enormous bugs in the story, which are called, um, uh, I'm forgetting. It's a stupid word, actually. The Ohm, the Omu, O-H-M-U. They like they're like giant roly polies that are deadly, like the okay. size of houses. They're huge. Okay, I like that. And if they get possessed with hate, like if you hurt them or hurt their their other bugs or hurt the forest, they will just go into a blind rage, chase you down, and try to kill you. Good, 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 excellent. So Nausicaa's whole thing is trying to stop people from hurting the forest. So the bugs aren't possessed with hate, so they don't attack us. It's a whole thing. At the same time, I'm thinking about Princess Mononoke. You've seen this. Yep. I, um, Ashitaku, the main character, his entire story arc is trying to get people not to hurt each other and not be possessed by hate. Hate is what drove the demons to possess you know, the spirits of the forest, things like that. Yep. So, so I thought, well, this is kind of a consistent theme, right, in Miyazaki's movies that hate is a physical poisonous quality that drives us to action. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that would be kind of cool to like make a world in like Nausicaa setting, right? Or I could just include a hate mechanic in my game. I'm not there yet. I'm working on it. I thought, well, there's games with a madness mechanic. Maybe they don't go that well. Maybe I could do better. Excuse me. So I have a lot of descriptive stuff of it. But the first thing that you and I chatted about, and it's changed since the original implementation, was that I originally had this that certain actions would cause you to have an increase in like your hate level. I didn't have a name for it yet. Mm-hmm. So like if you, you know, if you knowingly killed someone, or you committed violent crimes, or if you like lied to people, would would increase your hate level. And certain actions would reduce your hate level, like healing someone else or donating money or showing mercy to an enemy instead. And at certain thresholds, you'd have to make a check. Like if I had 15 hate, I would have to make a whatever save, a charisma save or a wisdom save. Um, otherwise, I'd be possessed with a, a negative quality. And you brought up a point that that's a lot to keep track of. Yes. Which is why adding this mechanic is challenging. Just with madness, it's another thing to keep track of Mm -hmm. um which is challenging on its own right so you so we eventually concluded that this should function more like the mansions of madness games the arkham games Mm -hmm. where you have a separate hit point pool basically exactly you've hit points and you've got essentially your will power points right they have it's your your will and your health and if i reduce your will to zero something bad happens if i reduce your health to zero obviously you're dead um, and this could be the same thing um, where you have a, I'm calling it compassion. You have compassion instead. And when that's reduced to zero, um, something bad happens to you. I'm I'm saying that you are possessed by a spirit of hate. Tell me what you think about this. That you could be possessed with one of six different types of spirits of hate, all different kinds of hatred, loathing or frustration or disgust, pessimism, rancor or contempt. Mm-hmm. And so far, the way I'm working them is that they not only do something negative to you, 
but they actually provide a boon as well. To doing the negative thing more. So, for example, the spirit of disgust, my one I came up with recently, would give you like a fear aura, but you'd be worse at skills. Right? Like disadvantage on charisma skills, for example. Except for, I mean, I feel like got, what's the boon then? So you would have a certain amount, like proficiency bonus times per day, you could emit an aura of fear and scare people. Oh, okay. Um, my spirit of loathing was advantage on intimidation, insight, but disadvantage on intelligence saving throws. Like you hate, you you, you see everyone else as inferior to you. Mm-hmm. So I that's kind of where I'm at as I'm working on how to maybe balance these things, thinking again about Princess Mononoke and that demon that possesses the boar at the very beginning of the movie because he gets yep. shot by a bullet. Makes him so powerful, practically unstoppable, mm-hmm. but mad. He, he, he's, he no longer has control of himself. Which I thought... Because like, my problem with madness, and tell me if you agree with this, is it was so like wishy-washy ephemeral, the effects that happened to you. You know yeah, I mean? yes and no. Um, it, you know, in, you know, like Call of Cthulhu, it gets to a point where it's just, you know, you're you're literally in a straitjacket in an insane asylum because you are insane now. Right. Um, or you're a murderous cultist and, you know, something like that. Um, but it is, it, it takes a while to get there. And I would, depending on what you do, I mean, if you start like murdering people, you get there really quickly. Um, so... It, it's it's just it's such a tough mechanic to implement in a game system that doesn't previously account for it. Right, it's like adding psionics in. Yes. So it'd be you know everybody everybody has to buy in to this, right? Yes. Um, you definitely have to start. Uh, you'd have to have a world specifically crafted to it that would give you opportunities to either get it or not get it in just the normal course of life. Um, you mean like people are aware of it? Yeah, exactly. Like everyone should be aware of what it is and how to get it and how to get rid of it. Well, that's the thing. That's why I think this is actually kind of appropriate because we all in the world already know that hate drives people to action and and is a poisonous effect. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it kind of works, I think. Because we already see the effects of people manifesting their their illogical, irrational hatred into deadly, deadly actions. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm working on. It's a hate mechanic. Hate slash compassion. How do you determine hit? Like, do you get more compassion hit points as you level, or is it a set amount? The entire time do certain classes like if i'm a lawful good character do i start with them do i start with more but lose them easier if i'm you know evil do i start with do i start already corrupted and could i get better or i you know it's it's those are the things i haven't solved yet the one thing that i was playing throwing around was that hateful actions would be just be at the dm's discretion the dm would just say you know, you you take a hit to your compassion, and it's a fixed number, and you would have some sort of defense that you roll based on those things that you're talking about. 
So, like, if I'm lawful good, I have advantage on the roll or whatever. Okay. Well. Or if I'm proficient in wisdom saving throws, I have advantage on the roll to, de- to defend against hate. I feel like there's just a lot that's going to go into this. Yes. Like this, this is almost developing not just a new, like, ancillary system for a game. This is almost developing a new game. I mean, maybe it is. Because um, this, is, this is coinciding at a time where, you know, I'm having, I've talked to at least one of our players who was really interested in playing Cyberpunk. And I've never played, I've only played D&D as a tabletop RPG, right? So I'm, I'm, maybe I'm at a part where I'm thinking, well, what else is out there? Uh, and how can I make what we're doing unique and more interesting? Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, D&D is a, it's problematic, right? Because for all the reasons that I agree or just don't agree with. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people like me and you think they might have shirked their responsibilities with some things mm-hmm. you know thinking about something we've talked about a lot like magic items why do i not have specifically how much magic items cost god i hate that why did they kick that can to me to decide what things cost right uh, so there's there's a lot of room for these kinds of rules to exist yes and i'm 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 trying to to make it fit obviously i think the miyazaki universe would be a very cool very 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 cool place mm-hmm. to play a D game um but i think that's a mechanic you'd have to contend with yes um i feel like it would take a lot of getting used to i feel like it would be a lot of one shots to learn it not do you i wouldn't start a campaign with it i would yeah. do one shots to get everyone comfortable with it and then go into a campaign and i'd probably only go like level you know i'd probably start level one with such a thing and i'd probably go level one to level five just to see how it goes well i think eberron players would find an easy transition because a lot of his miyazaki stuff is that sort of arcana mechanical world mm-hmm. you know like yep. think about howl's moving castle yep, completely agree there's planes there's guns um there's his crazy moving castle but there's also wizards and magic and fun stuff yes and same thing with Nausicaa, they have really rudimentary firearms and, and cannons, but they also have airships. But there's not really much magic. Um, or then, or even same thing, Castle in the Sky. Have you seen that? No. Castle in the Sky, the people on the ground, very pretty much primitive, you know, late, just after medieval. You know, they've got some stuff. But the Castle in the Sky was an incredibly advanced civilization flying robot with a deadly fucking laser beam on his face mm-hmm. like it was the most powerful weapon that anybody had ever seen um so there's there's it's kind of eberron-esque so that's yeah, a, I would well say that's an to... actually an interesting idea then is setting this exact system in eberron oh yeah why not just do that yeah <laughs> i mean eberron's like you already have the breakdowns of the towns and the weirdness that lays outside of eberron so oh yeah interesting i don't think we've ever actually played a game in a created universe like in a pre-gen universe no i don't always make our own i've never done that yeah so maybe we should it make my life a lot easier maybe that'd be something to try yeah next time i dm i'll do that because then you can focus on your new mechanic and let the world just be a already generated world right obviously we've played we've played D 
Adventures League stuff, and that takes place in yeah. the Forgotten Realms. But you don't really you don't really interact with the Forgotten Realms. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, completely agree. I mean, I've only played with Madness the one time, and it didn't really matter, right? Like, what? what um, out of the abyss? Wait, is it out of the abyss that uses madness? I believe so. Yes. It didn't really matter. No. And madness uh, is pretty complicated. There's like short term, long term, indefinite madness. Mm-hmm. Right. It can get really wild. And this is indefinite madness is where it gets really kind of, eh, because <laughs> you take on a flaw, right? The parts of your character sheet where you write flaws, you take on a flaw. And that requires. We've said this before. Writing any of that stuff in is meaningless if somebody's not willing to play it out. It takes buy-in from the player. If I, yeah. if you get a flaw that says, you know, the very first one, being drunk keeps me sane. You're telling the player to play that way. Yeah, and are you willing to take like you know disadvantage on certain skill checks and advantage on other skill checks to be drunk all the time? Right, because it's you know, it's say the um the short-term madness. Those are all pretty straightforward. Like. The character becomes incapacitated and spends the duration in one d ten minutes screaming, mm-hmm. laughing, or weeping. Cool, that's straightforward. One d ten minutes where I'm not in the game. Yep, solid. I can't. That's it, right? That's mm-hmm. the end of it. But if I uh, if I take on a flaw that says there's only one person I can trust and only I can see this special friend, <laughs> that's that's a whole that's a whole thing. Yes. Right. It's very difficult. Uh get around and, and the other part becomes... have people play around it it's one thing if it's a one-on-one game but with other people in the game that's that's a lot and the other thing with this and it's something that you talked about is how to have magic interact with the system so you brought up a spell to cure or inflict hate yeah just like you would cure inflict wounds right um in in the madness system you can cure madness with lesser restoration right or greater restoration for the big for the big ones. So does that mean this thing that you're just rule the system you're trying to implement is magic? Hey, there could be your cantrip heal. Once per day, you can use it. You can use this specific cantrip to heal or inflict madness on someone. Madness or hatred or whatever. yeah, one point of hatred. Yeah. So that, obviously the specifics of the rules I haven't figured out, but that that when you when you take a system like that. You know, what's supposed to be kind of an intrinsic quality of the world mm-hmm. and you let and you say that well people have learned to manipulate this magic hate magic right mm-hmm. it's new it's an entire school of wizardry is is hatred then what spells have they conjured up like is is cause riot a hate spell Ooh, uh, that'd be a fun one right it'd be, it'd, like, it would function like mass suggestion but specifically to cause a riot exactly right it or you know, is um or confusion instead of it being confusion, it's just anger. I mean, there's already spells like Crown of Madness, right, yeah. which makes you attack whatever's near you. Yeah, but that's obviously a very specific kind of combat oriented. You know, how would how would you develop magic to interact with this system? You know, thinking about like madness. Or that's another madness. reason that Eberron would be good because it's a low, low magic. magic area. I'm nodding very. Yes. Largely. Yes. You just can't see it. <laughs> Very enthusiastic nods. I think uh, I think you're on to something there. I think you are on to something there. Yeah, you'd, at most you'd have people at, what, fifth level spells? Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. I think I think it'll be good. I think it's just going to whenever you implement it, it's going to take time, trial and error, um, and uh, a lot of leniency both ways from the players and from the DM. Well, that's another reason why the one-shot thing is a pretty good idea. It's like, hey, we're going to try this. Yeah. Um, like how we tried being an evil group that one time, and that failed miserably. Doesn't That doesn't work. Didn't work. Don't do that. Unless you hate you and your friends. Yes. Then you want it to be really weird mm-hmm. and uncomfortable. As it is, it's always will be, yes. Every, everything is awful. <laughs> everything is awful. All right. <clears throat> Final thoughts. Don't hate. Show some love. That's toxic positivity, man. Uh, make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. That's a spell in my hate world. Toxic positivity. Ooh, uh, I accept. Follow us on the Twitter. Feel free to send us topics that you want to hear about at rwdpodcast.gmail.com. And, of course, we will see you next time. Till then. Thank you.